everyone and welcome to the geek digest podcast a podcast where we talk about all things geek culture movies television video games and such my name is victoria my name is zaphod and today we are going to be discussing some news it's been a hot minute since you guys have gotten any news from us because we had all of our wrap-ups but we are back at it with the news, we are going to be talking about some Pokemon news. I've like forgotten We're, how to talk about all news I know, in general. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like I literally went to like send you the lineup this morning and I was like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. We should have been checking for this all week long. <laughs> news. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we yeah. do that. <laughs> right. That's what this podcast is about. Yep. Um. So, we're going to be talking about some Pokemon news. We're going to be talking about a sexist shooter game. We're going to be talking about a union, potentially, with video games. I mean, what? And then, also, finally, some PS5 news. Whoa. In, whoa. Whoa. News. Let's put that one in quotes. Yeah, it's air-quoted news. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the Nintendo Direct, which was actually just a Pokemon Direct. Let's get started. Zay. Do you want to walk me through the Pokemon Direct? Yeah, sure. There was like two things that happened. Um, yeah. I couldn't care about either of them. And Dead. that's Dead. that's it. That's the Direct. <laughs> that's the team. That's it. Um, All right. Let's no. move on to the sexist. But no. All right. Yep. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so they basically they announced the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon remake, which there yep. is a demo out for now. Um, which is really cool. People that's are excited really cool. about that. Yeah. That they already put a, a demo out. Yeah, I like that they did that. I actually was surprised because they, they kind of barely yeah. mentioned that in the direct. Yeah, right? Um, you would think that would be like a hype thing. Yeah, for sure. Usually that's like their ability to say, and it's available today. And something that I read is that if you do play the demo, what you play will transfer over to the main game. Oh, cool. That's nice. That's what I read, which is different from a lot of like the Nintendo demos in the past. Nice. Where you have to just like replay what's in the demo. So that's good. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Mystery Dungeon, though. I've yeah. never... Like, I've played a couple of them, but I don't love them like I love the mainline Pokemon games. I've I've never played a Mystery Dungeon game, not out of, like, dislike for it or anything. I just... Yeah. I don't know. I just... There was a time when they came out, and I was like, I'm too... This Pokemon yeah. is too much for me. I get that. Um, and, yeah. But other than that, there is an update to uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which gives mm. you a little taste of their what I would call controversial decision to add an expansion pass to Sword yeah. and Shield. See, here's my thing. Like, uh, people are saying that it's, like, whack that they're adding an expansion pass, but I'm kind of like, guys, in the past, they've released Ruby and Sapphire and then released Emerald, which is basically the same game with a little bit of added stuff. At least with this... Like, like, you know, with Ruby and Sapphire, you play through Ruby and then you finish the game. Congratulations, you beat the Elite Four. Then you get Emerald. You have to replay the whole game and then you have your expansion stuff that they've added. You've had to pay for another full game. This way, you have, like, all of your stuff from the actual game. You have, like, all of your Pokedex, everything, and then... They're adding stuff, so it's not like you have to start a whole new game. I actually like it way better. Okay, question, though. What makes you think they're not going to do that anyway? 
I would be really, really surprised if they did. <laughs> given <laughs> I feel like this is a new era for Pokemon. Eh, is it though? <laughs> I feel like it is because it's not like they could do expansion packs on the DS. Yeah, they could. Well, right. I like mean, I feel like this totally would have been have. their strat. Well, I don't know. I don't. I've never had a game that I had DLC on the DS. Yeah, no, it totally existed. I I I don't know because I I'd never had that. Yeah, but I mean, they, so they could have. Um, yeah, my thing is, I feel like they're. I feel like Sword and Shield is like the start of a new era of Pokemon, and I don't know what it is, but. I would be I would be really surprised if they released these expansion packs and then also released an additional game with more expansion stuff. Because the only thing that's different between Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum is that Platinum has a little bit of expansion stuff like this expansion stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Just like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and, yeah. and whatever other ones came out, which they've done exactly consistently throughout everything. Like even, yes. even going back to red and blue and then they had yellow, yellow and yeah. they're like, look, Pikachu follows you. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. It's just that little bit of extra expansion stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think they probably had a lot of long talks about it being like these, we're selling these Switch games like... With a DS game, in Canada, it's like 50 bucks now. It used to be like 45 mm-hmm. to get a DS game. So it wasn't the end of the world if you had to buy Platinum to get the fancy Giratina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like in this, Pokemon costs $90 in Canada now. Yep. So they're probably thinking of it from the perspective of like, how many people are we going to get to drop $180 on Pokemon? Whereas a year or a few months after they buy it, we can get them to drop 30 for expansion passes that are going to come out throughout the year. Yeah, I think that's I, I, I like the the positive intent with that. I yeah. think they're still going to exploit it, though. Like it, So for they sure. may not release a full game after this. Like, I think there will until, be more expansions. Until, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until the next oh, yeah. generation. But most definitely they're going to release like enough expansions to oh, add God, up yeah. to that because oh for sure and will i buy the, every one of them of course you will absolutely of course you will let's i'll <laughs> redirect you back to that yeah. meme that is posted on both the geek digest twitter and my personal twitter yeah zay um, tweeted at us at me and was like this is a personal attack on victoria and i was like listen it's not wrong okay i'm a slut for dlc what can i say that's like, i mean yeah that's it's that, it is what it is it's exactly yeah I don't I think, know, like... I think they're smart to do it this way, like you said. I agree. Because it will allow... It, it's a lot easier decision to be like, oh, $15 for each of them, you know? Mm-hmm. $30, half of what... You know, they, they look at it... Like, people will look at it like that. It's half of what I would normally pay for a brand new game. Yeah. But then they're going to... Less gonna, than in Canada. Right. Um, but... Although it's probably like 40 bucks here. Yeah, the, it probably will be. It'll probably be yeah. equal to half, uh, if I had to guess. But they'll they'll make up way more than that when they do more expansion passes. Exactly. But this also leads me to believe that it'll be a much longer time frame between this and the next Pokemon game. I agree. Well, because, like, we're also still going to see... Like, I maintain that the strategy is going to be a mainline and then a let's go, right? Mm-hmm. 
to give them more time to make the main lines, yeah. which is not surprising because that's been their strategy for a very long time. A main line and then a remake, a main line and then a remake. We're just seeing that trend move into the Switch with the Let's Go theme. And I don't mind that because I really loved Let's Go Eevee. Yeah. So I'm excited for the Johto Let's Go Togepi. Is it officially called Let's Go Togepi? No, but that's for sure what it's going to be. I don't, like, it's not even a question in my head as to whether it's going to be Let's Go Togepi. Well, you have no have idea. To, they'll have to do shocked. it in twos, right? So I think, I think, I think Ray from my stream is right. And I think it's going to, well, from our stream, mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be Let's Go Meryl and Let's Go Togepi. That makes sense. I'm not 100% sold on the Meryl, but I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. I'm 100% sold on the Togepi. Well, I know yeah, 50, most I know it's going to be a Togepi for sure. Yeah. Like no questions asked. What's the other one going to be? A Meryl would make sense. Yeah. With that being said, I, you do, I don't know. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're probably going to see a let's go this year. I'd be really surprised if we didn't see a let's go this year. Yeah. And then maybe a year for another main line. The thing is they've got no, all the assets it's gonna be longer now. longer than that. Yeah. I feel like you might be right because of the expansion stuff. Yeah. But they do still, maybe the year after. Well, because Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. Well, I mean, Sun and Moon originally came out. It's, I mean, let's be honest. It's kind of the same assets as in Sun and Moon. They're just upscaled for the, for the Switch. Like yeah. not not much has changed in that style between Sun uh, and Moon and this. I don't know. There's quite a bit of a difference, I find. But okay. just in terms of like straight graphics. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm like trying the, to think like of the like engine the is gameplay much is the same. so different. The engine, yes. That's yes. Yeah. But I'm thinking the gameplay. I'm like, the gameplay is so different. But no, you're right. The engine's fundamentally the Sun same and, thing. Yeah. Sun and Moon originally came out in 2016. And in yeah. Sword and Shield, what came out November last year, right? So 2019. Yeah, so so three that's years. three years. And if if they're going along that timeline and with the expansion pack, so they don't have to yeah. develop, you know, quote unquote, develop a whole new game. Not we'll that see they it in did with those. I think so too. Yeah, we'll see it in twenty twenty two. I bet. Yeah. Interesting. So then we probably won't see a Let's Go this year. We'll probably see a Let's Go next year. Possibly. I mean, my my prediction is that there's going to be another direct, a Nintendo Before direct. E3. Say what? Before E three. Um. Yeah. Before E three, but that's like June, July. Um, yeah. I think there's gonna be one in like February, like February, March. Well, for Animal Crossing. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because they got to hype up Animal Crossing even more. Exactly, and then like, I'm still waiting on hearing anything about Metroid Prime. You know. Yeah, which I don't know if you're gonna hear anything about that until June. Which is wild. I have a feeling it'll be June when we hear about that. It's pretty wild. I'd be wild. really shocked. I'd be really shocked if there was another Nintendo Direct in February that, like, we all know is just going to be to hype up Animal Crossing, mm -hmm. and then they talk about Metroid Prime. I'd be really surprised. It's. I mean, kinda... it would be sick and subversive, mm -hmm. but I'd be surprised. Subverting expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, that phrase just makes me angry. I know. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's all good. It just it just brings back yeah. traumatic stress. Um, Dead. 
no, but it's it's just really interesting. Just on a little tangent about about Metroid Prime is because so the Switch came out in 2017, and mm. like it's already 2020. We're three years into yeah, the I Switch's know. life cycle, and like maybe it comes out two years like if they announce it at e3 this year Mm -hmm. then it's probably a year away like that's unless they're gonna do a bethesda yeah but they never do you know nintendo hardly ever says like i mean yeah they they i guess they did tease metroid prime at like the first nintendo switch direct at e3 and all they did was show the logo um, yeah, but it's that was really out of character for them. So if no, anything, exactly. we may get a prime game like five years into the switch life cycle, which is just it's just gnarly. That's just insane to me. But yeah, yeah. that's I don't know. I that's mean, a whole nother tangent. The thing about the life cycles of Nintendo products is that they're so much longer mm-hmm. than like something like a PS4. Right. Right. Like, like Nintendo keeps their, like, stuff going for a long, long time. So is five years, like, like, are they thinking, like, is five years really that far, considering how long we're going to be having the Switch around for? Who knows? Right. It's just interesting. It's interesting to see the new strategies they're taking, Mm -hmm. because it's, it's evident that they are dramatically changing some of their strategies for the release of the Switch, Mm -hmm. Um, especially with Pokemon. Right. Like... I don't know. It's 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 very transparent that the strategies are dramatically changing over at Nintendo. Right. And I'm on board for them. I'm right. on board for this Pokemon change. Isle of Armor sounds really cool. Crown of Tundra sounds even cooler. It sounded like, just like like for the people that are excited about it, it sounded like a cool update, you know? Yeah. I, I personally yeah. didn't really care and I I won't be buying right. the expansion packs, but mm-hmm. but like to 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 go back to like the only thing we know for sure that's coming out this year, like a big mm-hmm. platform game, is Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Outside right. of and that, twenty twenty is wide open. You know, there are no words to describe how excited I am for yeah. that. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. There are no words. No words. I'm going to be... Uh, let's let's get some, like, Animal Crossing co-streams going because... Honestly. That'll be super fun. Oh, my God. Yes. It's all I'm going to be streaming for, like, a hot minute. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> so, like... And honestly, I'm going to remake my farm over and over and over again. Everybody get your bodies ready until I get peaches. <laughs> That's it. That's the tea. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we... Here's the thing, right? We know that the Xbox One... The Xbox Sex is coming out this year. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> the unsexy know... Xbox Sex. <laughs> yeah. We know that's coming out this year. We know the PS5 is coming out this year. Mm-hmm. So is Nintendo, you know, playing it on the back burner this year, knowing that there will be a lot of competition and not releasing anything huge is that why we haven't heard anything that would be the dumbest strategy to just I like know. not release any good games in a single but year like, because their competition is releasing consoles yeah why haven't we heard anything and i think we will i think it's i just gotta don't be. know what i just don't know what we're gonna see holiday 2020 from these guys yeah and i, I mean, just don't know they're so tight-lipped it's like it's gotta be something big you know like if i had to just like wildly guess i would say we get like a mario strikers type game oh like a mario sports type game even though they just did like mario and sonic at the olympics or maybe like a new mario kart they have to do something mario in 2020 yeah because they did in 2019 right so that's gotta be 
what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if it was a new Mario Kart, actually. Yeah. Because it's been the same Mario Kart since the Wii U. Right. And obviously, like, Mario Kart 8's fun, but where's Mario Kart 9? Right. I wouldn't be surprised about that. It's been a hot minute since we've gotten a Mario Kart. It's been Mm. a really long time. Um, That's interesting. Mario Kart 8 originally got released on May 29th, 2014. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling it's probably going to be a Mario Kart. It's got to be, especially with, you know, it makes sense with the, like, that's kind of what they've done with a few of their big rollouts is they yeah. have, like, they're, they're doing the same thing with Animal Crossing, right? They have yeah. the Animal Crossing mobile app, and then, yep. like, two years later, they have the full release of the game. Yeah. It'll be two years since Smash as well. Yeah. In this holiday, so. Yep. Yeah, I would not be surprised if we got a Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's our prediction of the day. That is. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about Escape from Tarkov. Escape from Tarkov. That game that nobody oh cared about until right now. A week ago. Yeah, so here's the drama with Escape from Tarkov. I did not know about this game, mostly because I don't play shooters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you guys a rundown of the step-by-step of what happened this week, and then we're going to discuss it, because there has been a lot of back and forth. There have been a lot of dude bros defending this game, um, when objectively I think the devs are in the wrong. So, basically, Escape from Tarkov Tarkov came out in 2016. It is a realistic shooter game, which is basically, yeah, I had air quotes. Yep, I could feel them. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, the air quotes were there. (laughs) Um, So this released in 2016, basically no one played it, and then all of a sudden, in the past week and a half, Shroud started playing it on Twitch, and it was number one on Twitch, and now everyone's playing it. Shroud is not on Twitch. Um, oh, Mixer, sorry. (laughs) Shroud was playing it, though. But then a bunch of people were playing it on Twitch because they were co-streaming with Shroud. I'm I'm just confused as to where everyone's gone, okay? (laughs) All the streamers have dispersed and my stress levels are high. I get it. They're all over. Yeah, exactly. So, um, because there is more attention on this game now, some of the horrible things that staff members have said have come out into the light. For example, there was a interview that um, a staff member named Pavel Dyatlov sat down to have in 2016. He is a staff member for the creators of this game. I forget what they're called. Battle... Battle State. Battle State Games. Yeah. Battle State Games. Yes. So he was... A, he was... Is... I don't know if he still is a staff member... At the time, he was one of the devs. He was sat down to have an interview. And the interviewer asked, did you consider having female game, female characters playable? And the answer was, we considered that, but we came to the conclusion that women are not allowed to be in the war. And then the interviewer said, but these days women are in the military like a good interviewer would. And the Mr. Dyatlov said, I can agree with you, and we discussed it for a very long time, but we came to the conclusion that women can't handle that amount of stress. There's only place for hardened men in this place. Okay, so the, everyone on Twitter was talking about this, and then Battlestate Games came out, and they basically said... This was a three-year-old article. Mm-hmm. The answers were done by one staff member who was not a key Battlestick Games employee. 
and, quote, which were probably misinterpreted and as a result didn't reflect the official position of the company that we always respected women in wars and military women. Dyatlov was reprimanded and properly instructed, we are sorry for caused confusion. But then they also addressed that they still have no plans to add women to the game because of game lore and, more importantly, the huge amount of work needed with animations, gear, and fitting. So, basically, this was said three years ago. They're catching heat for it now. And now they're saying, well, it wasn't a key player. You know, he shouldn't have said that. But we're still not adding women. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't understand, Zay. It's It was not a smart decision by any employee to say that. And you have to heavily look at company culture that would... That yes. would make this employee feel like that's an okay thing to say in a public that's interview. That's my thing. And was he reprimanded now or was he reprimanded then? Right. And most likely what happened is nothing happened to him. Yes, exactly. Like they said, you know, don't say that again. And he's still working yeah. there, which is it, it wasn't a smart thing to say. Should he be fired for something like this? Um, I don't no. think so. But I don't think any I'm I'm very against people like. Well, it depends. I think for saying something like this in an interview, you shouldn't lose a job. Because to me, especially if he's not a key player, like basically what they've exposed by saying they're not a key Battlestate Games employee is that, yeah, so he had that opinion not being a key player, which means everybody has that opinion because yeah. it's been a top-down thought. That's fair. That's what my brain goes to. It's it, that's, a, that's a logical chain of thought to go through. Right? Um, he, I, I think they could make him the martyr of this and save some face, you know, that's what they've done. Um, yeah, which is, which is fine. You know, yeah. like I, I, I understand. I think it's kind of dumb that they didn't add women in the first place, but I understand not wanting to go mm -hmm. back and retroactively add women to the game because I think that would be almost even worse. How so? Just because like it, it, it is a lot of work to model all those characters and make all those animations for a game that came out like three years ago. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I wonder if they've created DLC or anything. I'm not really sure. I mean, but I mean, this is a game that I, I didn't care about before and I still don't care about yeah. now, you know? And that's, that's the thing. Like the people that are playing it, if I had to guess, their audience probably isn't a lot of women anyway because of this initial decision not to have women mm -hmm. playing the game. Um, and yeah. they're not going to turn any of their audience to the game just by adding women into the game. Like, I guess, I guess where my head is at is like in this year of 2020 or 2016 even when this was created, why are we not putting women in our games yeah why were you not putting women in your game this is what like like i get that they probably don't have a huge female audience whatever like i don't necessarily think the audience is relevant because to me agreed women are 50 percent of the world right more, more than so yeah technically we're like 51 yeah i think yeah. in america it's like it's like 55 45 yeah so it's like why 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 are you saying 
oh, we're just not going to put women in the game. And then also, I'll be supremely sexist in my reasoning. Yeah. I mean, because even if the reason has nothing to do with what this rogue employee said. Yeah. Whatever the reason is, isn't much better. <laughs> no, exactly. Why aren't they there in the first place? Yeah, wh whatever <laughs> the reason is, doesn't doesn't make whatever this employee said yeah. any any better because yeah. because that was a that was a explicit decision that was yeah. made by the developers to be like women exactly. nah we're fucking nah, good. <laughs> not necessary like that's my thing yeah. right like even if this dude had just said yeah it was like too much work to add women they'd be catching just as much flack yeah for sure because it's like where are the girls right I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like it is very frustrating. Considering that this game is like three years old, and I I've seen a lot of people playing it on Twitch recently, and yeah. I know that's only because they're trying to make it relevant still. So yes. they are paying out the ass for big streamer. Like I saw who was who did I see playing it that was super weird. I think it was Tushi. Or someone, uh, weird. yeah, who's like a Stardew Valley streamer. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. So they're paying people to play it. They're paying people to play it. I could be wrong. It was, it might not have been him, but it was, it was something as ill-fitting as that, um, yeah. to have playing that game. And it just shows how their profit margins are probably already razor thin and redeveloping yeah. to add women into the game. I get, mm -hmm. I understand that decision and it yeah. probably should have just been done in the first place. I'm not defending yeah. that it was a good no, thing no, to no, do. No, 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 I'm not misreading you, don't worry. Yeah, but it was, I, I get that, you know? My thing is like, I don't think they've released any DLC. I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But if they do release DLC, that means they're developing things. Yeah. So why aren't you developing women? Yeah. Right? I mean, if I so had... if we see them releasing DLC, then that's when I'm going to be, like, supremely pissed off about the situation. Yeah. Because, no, I don't expect them to go back in and remodel this, like, three-year-old game. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't like their apology, though. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. I don't like it. I don't like saying this was one rogue employee who, you know, shouldn't have said that. I'm like, you know, it. you have to have a certain, like, number of brain cells missing in order to not understand that... That's a cop-out. It's a cop-out, and staff members, especially ones that are not high-level staff members, take the perspectives of... They're executives. Mm -hmm. That's just what they do. It's drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yep. Like, that's just what you do. So if this person, Mr. Dyatlov, felt comfortable enough to say that on an interview, that means he felt comfortable enough to know that that was the perspective that the company was taking. Yep. Right? And that means that that was top down. That was the universal reason. Mm-hmm. Them saying that he was not a key employee really makes them look worse, in my opinion. For sure. Because at least if it was a key employee, it could have been one the one rogue executive around the table who was basically saying no. Right. Right? Right. Whereas if it's a not key employee, it means, hey, they're not key. That means everyone thinks that, which means that's what you all talked about. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? If I had to take a stab <clears throat> at their diversity in this in this company, um, I would bet there's not many women. If I just yeah. had to guess, you know, I would. Yeah, if we're guessing, I would doubt it. I could put I could put some money on that one. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh huh. Mm hmm. Yep. 
either way, it's just interesting um, that, yeah, I don't know. It, like, I, I'm curious about who found this article and dug it up from three years ago and why it wasn't something that came out when that thing was spoken. It was a Twitter um, user. I forget his name. Yeah. But it was it was some Twitter user. I think he was a journalist. I don't know for sure. I like a lot of tweets in a day. I'm trying to find it. I don't think I'm going to find it. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I don't I did however find the tweet of someone taking a raid, you know the the Dynamax battles in Pokemon? Yeah. Someone photoshopped a long Furby onto it. <laughs> and I died. <laughs> I absolutely fucking died. Oh, that's super funny. Um, regardless, I like I don't know. I just like I'm so tired of having these conversations. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I just sent Zay the picture of the long Furby. <laughs> oh, my God. It's very good. It's very good, guys. I like the... Okay, we'll put this in the show notes. <laughs> yes, we And when will. I say and that, yes. it will be in the show notes this time. <laughs> oh, my God. It's good. It's really good. Uh, I um, like the, the, the title on this tweet. I only had 45 minutes to make this during my lunch break. Please be gentle. <laughs> And then it's the photoshopped long Furby. Oh, uh, that's wonderful. Which is nightmare fuel. Oh, absolutely nightmare fuel. <laughs> My thing is, like, I'm sick of having these conversations. Yep. And what disheartened me more than anything was seeing the tweets in response to this of people just blindly defending this game. Basically yep. saying, oh, but that's not the perspective of the actual people. This was one employee. And I'm kind of like, how much of your belief do you have to suspend in order to actually believe that? Yeah. Or is your internalized misogyny that strong? Like, it's just so frustrating to see. And 2016 was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And 2016 was after the Assassin's Creed drama. And any developers should know that Assassin's Creed caught a lot of flack mm-hmm. for basically saying it was too much work to add women into their games. Yep. Like, why are we still doing this? Why are we still having this conversation? Women are a part of gaming. We're a part of game development. We're a part of game media. We're a part of the gamer population and a large part. So why do we have to ask to be present in games? Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to ask, oh, is there going to be a woman that I can play as in this game? That shouldn't even have to be a question for me anymore. Right. And if there is a game where there are no female playable characters... Like, unless it's a purely story-based game, like something right. like Jedi Fallen Order, where yeah, there is like one, God there is a narrative the involved. Witcher. No one is, no one is complaining about that. Because exactly. It's, that's I don't the expect problem, them to right? make Geralt a woman. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's based on books. Jedi Fallen Order. Do I wish there was an option to play as a female Cal? For sure. They but I could get. Have, but yeah. they probably could have, honestly, because Cal's a pretty gender-neutral name. But I'm right. not going to get into that. Well, it's, but, not, it's a character that's brand new to the series. Right. Exactly. So they could have done it. Right. I understand that they wanted to put a canon face onto him because mm-hmm. I'm sure we're gonna see other stuff with Cal. They right. used an actual actor, like yeah, like I have a from, feeling we're gonna see. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's it? Shameless. Uh, shameless. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. And he's he plays the Joker in Gotham. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, so with that, I understand because the Star Wars universe is so big and it's across platforms, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, like, a Cal TV show or mm-hmm. a Cal or Cal in a movie. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes sense to me. But if we're playing as nameless, faceless assassin, why can't I play as a woman? If right. we're playing as nameless, faceless soldier, why can't I play as a woman? Why should I even ask? Why do I have to ask? Mm-hmm. So that's what bothers me about this. And it just feels like it's their apology as a cop out. And yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. That's, I don't know. There's not much else to say on it. It's no, just, exactly. Like they just it's 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 time. It's time yeah. for this to not be a problem anymore. Exactly. It is. I don't expect them to go back and fix it. Like you said. Right. I think some people do. And I don't I don't I don't have that expectation. Right. Because when a company perpetuates this ideal. They're going to dig their heels in and they're yeah, never going to do that. For sure. Um, but it needs to not be a f- problem going forward. Agreed. And that's the T. So we talked about unions on this podcast before. Many and times, I think, actually. I think you fucking forecasted something. I did. You made a prediction. Tell me what's happening. I did. Uh, I feel pretty good about this one because you should. There was, there's, in the last couple years at least in the last year since we've been doing this podcast there has been yeah. a lot of nor noise and stories and news i just <laughs> combined both of those things and it became noise <laughs> which then, is great and then yeah. i was like i was trying to say noise that's the word yeah. i landed yeah. on it's like um, rule in yep. um mean girls yes yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. gruel yep gruel stop trying to make it happen <laughs> Nick. it's not gonna happen stop trying to make fetch happen <laughs> it's not going to happen <laughs> But we heard a lot about Riot Games um, was one yeah. of the conversations. We heard a lot about Rockstar. Um, yep. And there were big companies that had faced a lot of flack. Uh, I know, I think, not Naughty Dog, who's uh, 2K, um, yeah. who Borderlands, uh, they faced a lot of flack for some yeah. of the almost expected crunch that has happened in a yeah. lot of game development in the last yeah, few Fortnite. years. The developers on Fortnite were talking Correct. about it too. Yeah, Epic yeah. Games. Um, yeah. And this was it. This is something that like people in the industry have been upset about for a very long time, and have yes. just been overworked, underpaid, mm-hmm. and just treated like uh, and and like no profit sharing. No. None of none of the things that like the blood, sweat, and <laughs> tears that people put into these games got to see any profit from whatsoever which is fucking ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous yeah so there is a groundswell of an effort between a few different organizations that have now united into form um a union starting in southern california for game workers and game employees which is which is awesome um it's it's really exciting. So this this uh, this new organization called the Campaign to Organize Digital Employees, or Code for short, is a Which new... Which is pretty good. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good, guys. Like, you did a good job there. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> pretty good, because it grew out of two poorly named organizations yeah. called... <laughs> The CWA, which is yeah. I, I, I communications don't know. workers of America. There you go, and Game Workers Unite, which is yeah, that's great, you know. But but Claw that also and glue. 
right Qua and Gu came together and they're like you know what both of these suck let's be code much better (laughs) that's better we like that yeah that's organizable Um, yeah exactly but so they're they're really working on putting this together and they have labor backing um in Boston area unions unions across the country LA and Orange County which I'm like that's my hometown yeah you folks you did it uh there's a Toronto chapter of Gwu as well there is yeah which has signed on with Qua it's one of the founding chapters of yeah of of Gwu (laughs) like like this because we actually have a lot of game development in Toronto yeah there is there is a lot of like a lot there's a Rockstar there's a Ubisoft Mm-hmm. Ubisoft is actually almost exclusively based in Canada. Yeah, and in France, but yeah, um, and well, its head head office of Ubisoft is Montreal. Nice. Yeah, so I mean that makes sense. It's like yeah. French Canada and then France for Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why do I giggle every time someone says oh, because it like that? that's the only way you should oh say that God, company's name. It's, it's so the only good. way. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh my God. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I can't, I die. I die. I die. Oh my god. Oh my god. Ubisoft. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this podcast. Oh, if you're listening, I'm. We've made it. Like, hello. Yeah, right. Welcome to this world. <laughs> There's many others like it, but this one is mine. This one's pretty sick. I just say so much though. Anyways, we should get back on track. Yeah. So they. <laughs> They at least I, it's it's just great that something like this is being organized and that yeah. there's an effort to move forward to make the lives of employees because it's not just the people that are doing dev. There's voice actors, there's yeah. PR, there's marketing, yeah. there's script writers. It's communications, it's all, HR. Absolutely, yeah. there's yeah. all kinds of effort that aren't just people that do modeling and sit behind computers doing mm-hmm. all the dev work on this you know imagine there's... what it would be like to work in hr at a gaming company oh god <laughs> it would not be good oh god you probably need bad an time. hr yeah oh that's yeah. not like yeah we'd like in... to promote you to the hr department of hr oh, oh um, no <laughs> exclusively for hr something's so, wrong here <laughs> yeah you'll be helping out hr staff that are needing hr and i'm kind of <laughs> like oh okay <laughs> fuck it's it's Um, funny because as we started having these conversations my sister works in like union organization i remember mentioning that and yeah she's she works as part of like ground like like ground level efforts to inform and help employees who are not a part of unions in like very organizations and companies and industries that need to have unions Mm -hmm. inform them and help them to form unions um which is it's for her it just fits more than anything i could have ever imagined her doing in her life she gets to travel across the country and fight the man and organize people (laughs) and be like look this is what you need to do let's schedule a walkout and let's fucking do it that's Um, amazing and it's like it's exhausting work but i think she feels so rewarded for it by the end of the day and as we're having these conversations on our podcast about how Everyone in the games industry is just expected to work 100 hour work weeks with no time off. She's like, yeah, there's like there's nothing like this in the game industry. I had a pretty good conversation with her because it's interesting. It's it's kind of tech in general because people there's kind of this prevailing thought in tech. Mm -hmm. And I I can speak to this as a tech employee that I got to my position because I worked 100 hours. 
Yeah. Like, because I was dedicated enough to do it, that's, like, the dues that it's you have the, to pay. Yeah, the hustle hard yeah. ideology. The, if you actually get eight hours of sleep a night, you aren't working hard enough. Yeah, you're ideas. not doing something right. Yeah. Like the if, Silicon if you're not, Valley grind. Right. If you're not yeah. putting 12 hours in on, in, in your work day and then yeah. spending four to six hours on your side project, on your startup, yeah. then you're not doing something right. Yeah. Which is a fucked up mentality. Oh, it's an incredibly toxic ideology. And it's an ideology that I actually bought into a little bit sure when i was just leaving university i really mm-hmm. bought into that ideology and i was like you have to grind 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 and it only took me one burnout session yep to realize oh okay this ideology doesn't actually function no you're not it's not livable no there's humans a reason are not equipped yeah. to do that Exactly. And there are, uh, it's, it's not just games, it's not just tech, there are lots of industries that don't believe it would be beneficial for them to get in a union because they're in like the rise and grind, my mm-hmm. tap mentality. And it's really, really detrimental. Yep. Like, it's, it's, it's such a weird phenomenon and I don't understand it. And, you know, we talk a lot about the crunch here on this Mm -hmm. podcast and this, this, what we're talking about with code, it's not, it's not a guarantee. Right. That it's going to happen. This is just the seed being planted. Yeah. This is the beginning. This Mm -hmm. is the opportunity because Toronto is a lot like LA and New York Mm-hmm. And the rise and grind mentality in Toronto is so pervasive. For sure. It doesn't matter where you work or what industry you work in. It's like, it's almost like when you get into a big city, half the people wear their $100 blazer from Express and believe in rise and grind. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And Toronto it's... is basically like the New York of Canada. Yes. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly what Toronto is. And it's. Yeah. It's super close to New York too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only like an eight-hour drive. Yeah, um, which is really not that far. Realistically, no. it takes no. me just as long to get to Montreal. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's like, it's it's troublesome. Yeah, it's really really troublesome to see that rise and grind mentality. And I'm constantly fighting against it. I'm constantly, you know, like trying to talk like like to my friends and try to encourage them not to feed into that rise and grind mentality. <laughs> Um, I'm a big believer in the, um, no one's going to die principle. Mm -hmm. So like I was a lifeguard. People could die if we didn't do our job. Yep. That was my first job as a lifeguard. Every job afterwards, no one's going to die. No one's going to die. No one's going to die. If I don't finish this paper today, I've got tomorrow. I don't have to stay late. I'm going to come in and do it tomorrow. No one's going to die if I don't get it done. Yep. And that's kind of the way I combat the rise and grind mentality. But when you have top down executives That's telling exactly you what I was that you say. have to work a hundred hours a week, you don't have a choice because if you don't work that hundred hours a week and the person next to you does, when they inevitably do layoffs after the triple A game is complete, yep. you're the one who's going out the door. Yep. Right. So it starts off with, Oh, I'm just going to stay an extra 10 hours this week. And then you feel like you have to stay an extra hour over that person's 10 hours and then they feel like they have to stay an extra hour over your 10 hours so they're better than you and it's this vicious cycle where eventually it's just gonna be like japan and tokyo and people are gonna be fucking sleeping at the bar for two hours and then going back to work yep it's toxic 
it is cyclical and it's only going to get worse. So there does need to be a change mm-hmm. um, and it needs to happen. And I'm hoping that code kind of helps that to kind of progress. I really think we only need one company to agree to it. We only need one company to implement it. And that's going to be the start of that domino effect. And it's going to take a lot <coughs> for a lot. one of those top level employees to agree to something like that. Exactly. Because this isn't going to be a fast process. No, this is something that they enjoy, right? That they, yeah. they they enjoy the threat of saying to somebody in so many words, maybe not directly, but you know what? If you don't put in those hundred hour works work weeks, we got someone right behind you who will. Yes, and exactly. We're gonna hire them and they're gonna do it and we're gonna exactly. pay them less than you. I've yep. worked at plenty of companies like that where the first company I ever worked at was a festival production company it was super cool super exciting flashy we got to meet artists and and I got to do social media and I like Mm -hmm. I got a picture with buddy guy and all these like cool things that I was excited about but he paid me $15 an hour and I was convinced even when I started dating Lauren that that's what people our age get paid and like yep. we can't get paid more than that and we have to work our butts off to do that she was like yep. that is not a livable i like had i no, got it i remember getting not. into an argument with her at that moment especially in southern california some places yeah. you can make you can make do with that not well not great but yeah uh but but she was like that is not a livable salary no, you cannot not. afford your rent you cannot pay food you can't yep pay for your car which is a Mm -hmm. necessity in southern california with any of those things and i was like i'm fine i live with my parents i drive a 20 year old car this is what my life is gonna be right but it's like (laughs) it doesn't work it doesn't work it's the same in the greater toronto area Mm -hmm. it is our our housing market is one of the worst in the continent Mm -hmm. um i think it was literally ranked number two Second only to Vancouver. Yeah. Um, the housing market is obscene. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a condo in Toronto, let's say you want to get a one-bedroom condo, it's probably falling apart. Yep. If you want to get it downtown so that you don't have to pay transit fees to go to your work, you're paying four fifty five hundred. Yep. For a one-bedroom condo. Yeah, it's that's really... about two thousand dollars a month in a mortgage. Um, which is not affordable on, you know, a single person's salary mm-hmm. in Toronto. So, yep. you know, it's like, how are you supposed to live? And then, you know, you're spending so many hours a week, like at work trying to like rise and grind. I got to like get my way up there. And, you know, when you're not at work, you're networking at work. And I'm, this is not me that I'm talking about. No, this is but this I'm is the pervasive like, mentality that exactly. starts from the top down and yeah. everybody feels it in the exact same way. Exactly. It's like, okay, so I've got work from nine to five today. I'm actually gonna work nine to seven and then I have a networking event at seven thirty. That's gonna go to about ten. Then mm-hmm. I'm gonna head into work early the next morning because I've got to leave thirty minutes before five because I've got a different networking event halfway across the city that takes me two hours to get to. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this like constant cycle of like having to do this stuff and if there were a union that would not really be there yeah right because this the union is there to protect the staff and i'm not even talking about the games industry because i could not tell you what it's like to work it in the games industry for sure me either but, but this is a generalized feeling you know exactly and, and 
it's seen, been yeah i mean we've seen the examples of it specifically in the game industry but that's yeah. like like you and i have both said today yeah. it's all over yes exactly it's all over and now yep. now i just want to be clear too like unions are not the perfect solution they to are not well. absolutely not unions are not perfect but um, it's a better situation than what currently exists exactly and it's like you kind of have to take what you can get especially sure. with the gaming industry like right i feel like it's really just gonna be breaking that initial barrier mm-hmm. and getting one company on it and then we'll start to see more universal um what like the contracts will look like universally yep in the games industry we're gonna keep you guys up to date on this because this is something that we've talked about a lot yeah um on this podcast pretty much every time crunch comes up zay and i universally believe that it's good to talk about it because i feel like if there's even one game dev listening to this podcast who is being presented with the option to go with a union or maybe fight for a union coming to their company and they hear that like other people give a shit and see that it's wrong Mm mm-hmm then maybe that'll help sway their decision. I just think it's important to bring awareness to it because workers deserve rights. Yep. At the (laughs) very least. Right? At the very least. And I will always fight for, you know, the worker getting more. Agreed. Um, Yeah. That's me personally. So we're going to touch on one other thing really quickly. There's not a ton to talk about for it. Let's roast Sony. We're going to roast Sony. So basically what happened four days ago, <laughs> like what the fuck guys, um, PlayStation released the logo for the PS5. <laughs> oh my God, guys. It's wow. And let me tell you, everyone was shocked mm-hmm. not at all remotely not even a little bit not the ps5 the logo is exactly the same as the ps3 and the ps4 logo but wait victoria you <laughs> are a- almost correct <laughs> there's just there's a five a at the five. end <laughs> whoa honestly mind-blowing consider me shook they're so pervasive so changing so different like like did we expect anything less no i didn't expect anything else nope like i expected absolutely nothing else this is 100 percent tracks <laughs> actually honestly i would have been more shocked if they had deviated from that that's my thing right mm-hmm. like i literally do not expect anything different from this mm-hmm. my favorite parts are just the roasts yeah like i saw a tweet i can't find it i was telling zay about this earlier where someone took away the five and repeated the PS and the tweet was like, when you want to get your cat to come to you and it's like, I died. I absolutely died. I absolutely died. Like screamed, died. Can't find the tweet. Cannot find the tweet. But they also sent me a tweet. We'll and put we it will in include the this notes. in the show notes. <laughs> is the show notes is going to be exclusively tweets that we find funny at this yeah, point? Yeah, but that's um, that's entertaining content. <laughs> exactly, but it's literally like Sony's lead graphic designer coming up with the PS5 logo. They backspace the four it. and add we in a five. It. We did it! Yay. It's so we good. Did it. We did it! We did it! Oh Yay. god, it's good. It's so good. So the memes are a flowing. The memes good, are a going it's really funny um other than that that's that's it that's all the news on (laughs) sony that's all they've done they've just shown the ps5 logo which like like, let me tell you i'm excited (laughs) 
hey, you know that thing that we've been telling you we're going to release this year? Here's the logo, finally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, not surprised. Mm-hmm. This is what I expected. It's great because it means in 12 months, I'm going to have another PlayStation in my life. Mm. And hopefully I don't fucking fry the motherboard of this one. I'm personally Ugh. probably going to wait until it drops like half price because it will. I am not. I'm going to just buy it first day probably they're gonna probably release a really slick nice white one yeah and i'll probably buy that one. Oh, for sure um because that's what i like like i put a white skin on my fucking switch so <laughs> yeah i i will be because but you you also have a functioning ps4 i do so, yeah and i just got it yeah. like last year so exactly <laughs> so, so i we're good there <laughs> i can justify the purchase of the ps5 day one yeah um exclusively because i just want to be able to play my ps4 games and it's going to be backwards compatible yep that's um, that's one of the biggest things they've announced with the PlayStation yeah. is you can play literally any PlayStation game, which yeah. I was just surprised that that's not a thing already. That's like, my thing. I'm not surprised they're, they're doing it. Yeah, they're fucking CDs. Like yeah. there's there's no yeah. reason outside of being dicks and locking exactly. software that that mm-hmm. shouldn't be a thing. It's not like it's yeah. not like Nintendo stuff where they physically change the medium to give them yeah. a reason to be exactly. like, this thing does not fit in the new thing. So you yep. actually can't do it. Yep, exactly. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised that they are making the PS5 backwards compatible. I think we touched on this a little bit. I think like, we did, yeah. With the PS3 to the PS4, there were so many less gamers. So they didn't yep. really have to worry too much about the backwards compatibility. But consoles have exploded so much in this generation Mm -hmm. that they kind of have to have like they have they just have to they have to have that backwards compatibility because all these people who have never had consoles before are going to be so salty if Mm -hmm. they buy the new ps5 and can't play all of their ps4 games whatever it works in my favor because i fried my fucking motherboard yeah so anyways that's it that's That's the tea that's everything that's all we wanted to talk about in this episode of the Geek Digest podcast. It's so nice to get back to news, Zay. Yeah, it is really nice. Oh, like, I don't know. It was I, refreshing. I had all these opinions and I couldn't rant them to anybody. <laughs> there were so many like conversations we had like in our chat mm-hmm. that we just wouldn't have had normally in chat because we would normally save it for the podcast yep because we're like nope we gotta save it that's good content exactly exactly (laughs) so usually we'll send each other links and just kind of like be like yeah we should talk about this Mm -hmm. we'll have like a little bit of a surface level conversation sometimes but we don't go in depth because we really don't want to be rehashing conversations on the podcast we want to be having them spoiler alert little behind the scenes we have done that before don't get me wrong we've had For sure. like a play-by-play repeat 100 of the conversation <laughs> yes. that we had in our discord chat that just 100 went the exact same way but we're yeah. so good at yeah. being on the air and being live <laughs> that you would never know the difference exactly i would like to see y'all try because honestly i don't even think i could confirm whether or not it was nope exactly That's, we literally just like sometimes there have been a couple like two or three times where we've gotten in the middle of an in-depth conversation and be like no 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 no, we have to stop yeah no, no, no. <laughs> like no 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 we gotta save it save it for the pod yep. save it for the pod so that's a very real thing <laughs> our discord chat is like half talking half memes mm-hmm. it's half talking about news mm-hmm. eh, i wouldn't even say half 
Like no. 25% talking about news, 25% talking about Zay finally being in a cold climate. That's what I was just going to say. Like 10% <laughs> about me, Vic, being like, I, can, I have to talk to the only Canadian I know. <laughs> What the fuck do I do? Like, where do I buy an ice scraper? Yes. Like, why is everyone throwing salt everywhere? I couldn't even tell you where to buy an ice scraper because you get them at Canadian Tire here. Uh, it's not even an I American bought one online. Store. So uh, I bet Amazon would have them for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, I've never bought an ice scraper. Really? Every Canadian. Yeah. Every Canadian dad. Has oh. like six. <laughs> so when you get a car, he's just like, which one do you want? The red or the blue? He's like, here's your thing. <laughs> it's like, here's the nice scraper for you. It's like, I've never bought winter mats for my car. <laughs> like ever in my life. My dad was just like, yeah, I've got a set that'll fit your car. I'm like, thanks, dad. Thank you. That's sick. Oh, that's awesome. I've so, never had to think about that before. Yeah, man. Like now I'm like, oh, I should probably get rubber mats for my car. That's going to be a problem. It's going to get super dirty. Oh, shoot. Do you not have winter mats in your car? No. Oh my god, you need winter mats. It's gonna get so salty and gross. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna you need, do that. You need winter mats, fam. Anyways. I, yep. <laughs> we're, we're gonna go, we're gonna stop this tangent. Um, I wanna say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Geek Digest podcast. Um, don't forget to leave us a review or a rating if you haven't already. We would really appreciate it. It means a whole lot to us because it helps our little podcast get more audience mm -hmm. um and you can follow us you should follow us at the geek digest on everything instagram I, and twitter. i did a twitter this week on the geek yeah, digest they did a tweet it was they me. did a tweet <laughs> i saw it come up on my timeline and i was like what oh my god you're like i don't remember sending that out Who oh hacked my god us? <laughs> so exciting um so you guys should follow us on twitter we're gonna try and be more active on there this year um, and my name is Victoria. You can follow me at Victoria Shaz. My name is Zafod. You can find me now. You can find me on TikTok. So that's yeah. A oh thing. my god, I got a TikTok too. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's let's TikTok things. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with TikTok. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. It's I'll be honest. So fun. And it's I've got not Vine posted vibes. anything yet. Yep. No, I don't have a, a TikTok yet, but I have a very funny idea for a TikTok. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Whenever I decide to make it. <laughs> Anyways, that is everything from us today. I hope you have a wonderful morning, noon, night, evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are, and stay geeky. Oh, yeah, stay geeky. Oh, my God, I butchered that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>